Welcome to another episode of Pathway to Purpose. I am on the fly and going solo tonight. Wanted to get on here and just chat a bit about some of the things that I've learned probably over my life, but just has come to fruition. I, I recently did a post that on Facebook had gotten quite a bit of traction and it really kind of opened my mind to what people may be struggling with. And the title of the post was five things to quit. And I asked some people or asked the, the Facebook gods and Instagram gods and the community, like which one resonated. And, and it was pretty awesome on the response. And if you're listening to this and you responded to that, um, thank you. Uh, because it really helps me to understand that, A, I'm not alone, right? That I, I struggle with these things as part of the human, some of the human experience and also the fact that we are able to see these things. And so I'm going to, I'm going to just say what the five things are and then I'm going to talk about them. So number one is trying to quit Five things to quit is trying to please everyone, okay? The next one is fearing change. And the third one is living in the past. And four is putting yourself down. And five is overthinking. So these are things to quit doing. And I could relate to all of these. In, in so many ways. And I think they they show up in ways that sometimes we don't quite see at the time. And so I'm going to kind of dive into living in the past. Like sometimes reflecting on the past is a good way to really understand where we are. Sometimes sharing our story, and this is a, a bit of a positive twist on that, is sometimes sharing our story of where we were and where we are now is a good thing. And it gives us some signs and some indicators of some growth or some areas we need to work on, right? And I remember, and I'm going to share this, you know, you probably heard me share this before, is when I was first diagnosed with a brain tumor, like, man, there was just a lot that cre creeped up. And I recently had on my podcast, if you didn't listen to the one before this with Chris, um, he's a fellow brain tumor survivor. And I'm telling you, like we were speaking the same language. Like our, although our experiences are, are different and similar in a lot of ways, um, the things that it taught us were very similar and it was such a gift, right? Like, you know, you sum it up and listen to some of the things. It's like when you're facing that you're you're going to die, your mortality, it forces you to think about things very differently. And really what it forces you to think about is like, man, how am I living my life right now? What I'm going to do with my life and reflecting back on the life. 
And I can relate to this where it, it sums up a lot of these things, really, like overthinking. I realized that the stuff that I was worried about and that I was thinking about was stuff that really didn't matter. When it came down to like, hey, my life is X, Y, and Z going to end, uh, potentially could end very shortly. Um, like the things I was worried about, man, a lot of it didn't matter. And, and it also like helped me to reflect on my life. So what I mean by that is um, it talks about living in the past. Like we don't want to live in the past. Like we're not living in, you know, do you live in kind of your past wins or kind of how things were in the past and not adopting to change and growing and developing. I understand that, but reflecting in the past and learning from it and having an element of curiosity about it is, is a good way to look at this right now. Living in the past, you know, is, is something that, that keeps us stuck in the past. Like, so being, focused on the past is the ability to like just be there and that is a stuck spot and 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 i'm not going to mince words in that but reflecting on the past learning from the past is amazing is a great thing and i've done that like so what i realized was when i was diagnosed with the brain tumor i man it just went through a whole bunch of like like just, oh man, I can't even explain. It was like a whole bunch of emotions, scared, um, uncertain, like, oh my God. But I, I sat here and I'm like, man, this is so overwhelming. Like, and I just kind of reflected and was like, what is this trying to teach me? And I asked God, like, you know, God, I feel is inside of me. It's a connection. And I just sat with that. Like, what are you trying to teach me here? It's like that I need to change my life. That I need to fundamentally change. But I just started to realize like how I was living my life. I was living my life and I shared this a lot. Like my foot was on the brink and the gas at the same time. Like I was going to be homeless tomorrow and I lived in a nice house. That, that was the reality. I lived in a nice house on a lake and I had a job and I had income and I wasn't living check to check. Like for most people, that's great. But my mind had me thinking uh, that I was in survival mode all the time. And this was way before the brain tumor. Like, I was living this. And I started to, like, really just go back and reflect in the past about what I was doing. And I didn't get stuck there in this kind of morbid reflection, but it was enough to open my eyes. Now, if I'm living in the past... That means I'm stuck there. That means I am in a place that I need to move out of. And so how can I do that? Like, so we're talking about it and you're like, Todd, yeah, I get it. But how do I move forward? And the simple but yet hard answer is just one step. Just a small step. I think what... You know, a lot of people do and studies, personal development gurus, all this stuff is like they're talking about change. We're in this microwave society of like things need to happen. We don't have much time. We're busy, 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 busy. But what the reality is, is just 
start to create some space around it. Like even just the acknowledgement that you may live, be living in the past is enough to create a little space that we could start to move the needle. I'm going to jump back to one because I haven't listed here because I love this trying to please everyone. Oftentimes when we try to please everyone, we don't please them, <laughs> any of them, and we don't please ourselves. And I understand that we want to keep peace. We want to make people happy. We want to have all this stuff. But one of the things that I've learned, and it was just recent, this isn't like something that I'm some guru at, but I, I started to realize that when I was having some challenges, I have a coach and I have some mentors around me, which I encourage everyone to have, is I started to sit and be like, you know, when I'm having problems with somebody or a relationship, some of the people around me would say, that's okay. I'm not sure that's going to, that relationship's going to be good for you or not, but start to create your best life. Like what that is. And it like totally mind, my, my mind just went inward. I was like, Oh my God, what's that mean? And then I started to realize like, what do I really and this is kind of wrapping around the whole idea of trying to please everyone is starting to please and honor ourselves and what we like having this integrity of like, Hey, I like this. I don't like that. Starting simple, like simple pleasures. Like, Hey, I like, um, walking in the evening. I like eating this food. I like this and starting to, these simple little pleasures and owning them as if they're ours. Because we, sometimes we get so outer focused with trying to please everybody that we forget or even fail. And I don't mean it in a failure, but fail to identify what we want, like what we like, what we enjoy, what makes us who we are. And it, doesn't have to be this like big thing. I think we, you know, and, and I'm guilty of this is I find that like we make this so big, like I got to figure it out that our mind freezes and we don't make any movement. Make this small movement. Start just playing around and having some curiosity around it. Um, fearing change, right? Okay. So, yeah. So change and unknown and all of that it can be stressful. I, I want to honor that. I honor that in in myself and I honor that it it's it's hard. It can be hard. And the one thing that I'll guarantee is being a human being in this life on this planet is things change, right? And so our ability to start to create space and curiosity around the change rather than the fear. Um, I think to say that we're not going to have fear would be a lie, right? And and I think the more we resist these things is, you know, it creates more stress and anxiety. So honor the fear. Like, hey, it's here. Let it have a seat at the table but also just understand it and see it for what it is and just kind of breathe around it and understand that change is occurring all around us all the time. 
and that we don't know. And this is where trust, here we go, trust and faith, which, man, I struggled with this for so long. And starting to build trust is to just sit back and say, hey, this, I don't know the outcome, but I'm going to trust. And if you have a spiritual connection, I, you know, I've been working a lot with clients on this connection, right? We think of spiritual like God and church, like, you know, and I want you to start to establish this relationship with this energy and it's within us, right? And starting to like honor it and trust it. And I think that starts to ease these fears of change, right? And one of the things I was having a conversation with somebody before, like you hear these personal development people say this and, and I'm so like been saying cliches lately, but they are so true, right? So the cliche is, right? Um, you know, growth happens at the end of our comfort zone. So when you know you're growing is when you're uncomfortable, because when you're comfortable, you're kind of stuck. You're sitting in your, your place of what you're used to. So growth happens, right? In this outside the comfort zone, which creates fear, which creates stress, which creates anxiety. So I started to make play around with this and, and I was talking to a client of mine and I said, it's okay to be uncomfortable, right? That's where the growth happens, but creating and finding peace in the uncomfortableness and, you know, not to get religious, but Jesus, right? In the storm, when he was in the boat and everyone was freaking out around him, he was sleeping, right? So finding peace in the storm. And you might be saying to yourself, you're listening to this like, oh yeah, it's easier said than done, right? So how can we start to like create a little space and curiosity around peace when we're stressed out and anxious, right? And we're fearful. One of the things that I've started to do in, and it's, here we go, another cliche, people talk about it, is cultivating a little bit of gratitude. And I'm not saying um, this massive, like, I'm grateful for, um, you know, hey, this planet. And it could be that way, but it could be something when you're really nervous, like, I'm grateful for the fact that I could think to, right now that I'm speaking or that I have my shoes on, or something really small and build some muscle around it. And start creating some, like, even in this storm, like, I'm grateful that I have, like, my significant other, or I have some good friends, or I'm grateful that, you know, I'm, you know, maybe you're having coffee, or you're have somebody you could call on the phone, like, I'm grateful for this, even though I'm a mess. And, and take one step, just one little step at a time. And, and, and the one thing that I, I, I love is just creating that little win. And all of these, creating these little wins. So I talked about fearing change, putting yourself down, right? That's one of them. And how we self kind of flag flagellate ourselves like we're beating ourselves up like 
I'm not good enough, right? There's, they call this shame, right? That is kind of fed out of some toxic shame. So one of the things that I found to be helpful and um, is having a group of people or something or even a support group where we start to openly share authentically. We start to bring to light some of these things and start to talk about it. And if we're practicing some of the things that I mentioned already, where we're, you know, honoring where we're at, we're being kind, pleasing ourselves, we start to honestly create some compassion. And how do we create compassion? Just saying, hey, it's okay to feel like I'm not good enough and it'll pass. It's okay. Like we give other people so much more than what we give ourselves. Like if we viewed this as cancer or sickness or somebody, we'd give somebody so much like, oh my God. But this self stuff that we do, can we just wrap our arms around ourselves, honor ourselves to where we are and how we got here and all and some small little wins. And when we can embrace that in ourselves, we could help and embrace that in other people. It's having compassion for ourselves. Because there's no perfect people. And it's funny, like, it, I started this whole conversation out around Facebook posts, right? Like, the, the posts that get the more, okay, dopamine hits or likes are the ones that are about the challenge, are about the struggle, because we all are struggling. But our mind has us that we're this terminal, unique person that it's only happened to us and we're worse than everyone else. So just play around with this and, and honoring yourself and we're, honor the mess. And the mess, I did a lot, um, a reel on this, is the pain and the mess is where the biggest growth is if we're open, if we're open and curious about it. And we're like, hey, what's this teaching me? What can I learn from this? Um, instead of this victim kind of mentality, why is this happening to me? Why am I always, I'm not good enough. And just watch it. And sometimes just acknowledging that it's there is enough to create some space for growth. And the other thing is this overthinking, right? So it's a habit of thinking. I've worked extensively with people with habits of thinking, right? We have this thinking, but I also believe it's a trauma trigger. It's a trauma response to potential trauma we've had in our life. And the mind's protecting us from it, from like fight or like death. Like it feels like the brain and the it feels like it's dying. It's going to die. So it needs to protect itself. So we overthink to protect ourselves and distract ourselves. And sometimes just recognize that I said it just before recognizing that it's there and that this may be a response breathing into it and allowing it to be there and not, Hey, I'm not good enough because this is happening. Here we go. They're all there's some of these are related or interconnected and, and all of that great stuff. So overthinking, right? 
is hey protecting us from not being good enough or you know some perfection goes in here perfection i feel is another i've been studying on this this perfectionism is a trauma a response to a fight or flight so that we live and survive so understanding so here we go, Todd, what do I do with it? How do I fix this? So sometimes the fixing is not the, the, the challenge. Try not to fix it. Try to just understand that it's there. Understand, maybe think around what's bringing this up or what's going on. It could be totally unrelated, but the mind's trying to protect itself. And Chris talked about this because I thought it was a phenomenal idea. And I shared the concept earlier in this podcast is when you're faced with your death, right? He, he talked about, hey, we should have a virtual reality that puts us through the fact of our own mortality. And what would that change for you? And he learned and I learned this too. So he, he was speaking the same language was like, man, I was thinking and worrying about things a that i had no control over and b like it when i was facing my my mortality like that stuff didn't matter what mattered was just my relationships with people connections memories all of those things connecting with a human being and just being there with people was the most important thing and helping others so as you may be hearing all of this, all of these things are about us and our worries and our concerns. A simple thing we could do to help with all five of these things to quit is stepping outside of ourselves and helping genuinely somebody because it gets us out of our head our brain and we're focused on helping somebody out and it makes us feel better all at the same time. I think I went on and on here. I hope there were some great nuggets for you to kind of reflect on here. Um, check out my Facebook. It's probably over onto my Instagram. I'm not the best with technology and, um, but comment on that post five things to quit. And if you're listening to this, it's, it was posted in January of 2024. Um, check out my feed and here, look at people, what they're sharing and understand that you're not alone. And this is a practice. And, but I mean, practices we learn and we practice, rehearse, we make mistakes and then we we learn and we keep doing that and be open and curious because our mind has a belief system that is keeping it stuck so just be open and curious and be like hey maybe my thinking's not correct and that's okay so thanks for joining on this podcast share this with anyone who may uh, benefit from it and Look forward to more.